Alawapa friends, welcome to Scattering Angels on Monday, September 3rd, 2018, or the 15th day of names, the year 175 of the Baha'i calendar. This morning I'm going to read from you from the Promulgation of Universal Peace by Abdul Baha, pages 180 through 182. Baha'u'llah has risen from the eastern horizon. Like the glory of the sun, he has come into the world. He has reflected the reality of divine religion, dispelled the darkness of imitations, laid the foundation of new teachings, and resuscitated the world. The first teaching of Baha'u'llah is the investigation of reality. Man must seek reality himself, forsaking imitations and adherence to mere hereditary forms. As the nations of the world are following imitations in lieu of truth, and as imitations are many and various, differences of belief have been productive of strife and warfare. So long as these imitations remain, the oneness of the world of humanity is impossible. Therefore, we must investigate reality in order that by its light the clouds and darkness may be dispelled. Reality is one reality. It does not admit multiplicity or division. If the nations of the world investigate reality, they will agree and become united. Many people and sects in Persia have sought reality through the guidance and teaching of Baha'u'llah. They have become united and now live in a state of agreement and love. Among them there is no longer the least trace of enmity and strife. The Jews were expecting the appearance of the Messiah, looking forward to it with devotion of heart and soul. But because they submerged in imitations, they did not believe in Jesus Christ when he appeared. Finally, they rose against him even to the extreme of persecution and shedding his blood. Had they investigated reality, they would have accepted their promised Messiah. These blind imitations and hereditary prejudices have invariably become the cause of bitterness and hatred and have filled the world with darkness and violence of war. Therefore, we must seek the fundamental truth in order to extricate ourselves from such conditions and then with illumined faces find the pathway to the kingdom of God. The second teaching of Baha'u'llah concerns the unity of mankind. All are the servants of God and members of one human family. God has created all, and all are his children. He rears, nourishes, provides for, and is kind to all. Why should we be unjust and unkind? This is the policy of God, the lights of which have shone throughout the world. His Son bestows its effulgence unsparingly upon all. His clouds send down rain without distinction or favor. His breezes refresh the whole earth. It is evident that humankind without exception is sheltered beneath his mercy and protection. Some are imperfect. They must be perfected. The ignorant must be taught, the sick healed, the sleepers awakened. The child must not be oppressed or censured because it is undeveloped. It must be patiently trained. The sick must not be neglected because they are ailing. Nay, rather, we must have compassion upon them and bring them healing. Briefly, the old conditions of animosity, bigotry, and hatred between the religious systems must be dispelled, and the new conditions of love 
agreement, and spiritual brotherhood be established among them. The third teaching of Baha'u'llah is that religion must be the source of fellowship, the cause of unity and the nearness of God to man. If it rouses hatred and strife, it is evident that absence of religion is preferable and an irreligious man better than one who professes it. According to the divine will and intention, religion should be the cause of love and agreement, a bond to unify all mankind, for it is a message of peace and goodwill to man from God. The fourth teaching of Baha'u'llah is the agreement of religion and science. God has endowed man with intelligence and reason whereby he is required to determine the verity of questions and propositions. If religious beliefs and opinions are found contrary to the standards of science, they are mere superstitions and imaginations. For the antithesis of knowledge is ignorance, and the child of ignorance is superstition. Unquestionably, there must be agreement between true religion and science. If a question be found contrary to reason, faith and belief in it are impossible, and there is no outcome but wavering and vacillation. Baha'u'llah also taught that prejudices, whether religious, racial, patriotic, or political, are destructive to the foundations of human development. Prejudices of any kind are the destroyers of human happiness and welfare. Until they are dispelled, the advancement of the world of humanity is not possible. Yet racial, religious, and national biases are observed everywhere. For thousands of years, the world of humanity has been agitated and disturbed by prejudices. As long as it prevails, warfare, animosity, and hatred will continue. Therefore, if we seek to establish peace, we must cast aside this obstacle for otherwise agreement and composure are not to be attained. Sixth, Baha'u'llah set forth principles of guidance and teaching for economic readjustment. Regulations were revealed by him which ensure the welfare of the commonwealth. As the rich man enjoys his life surrounded by ease and luxuries, so the poor man must likewise have a home and be provided with sustenance and comforts commensurate with his needs. This readjustment of the social economy is of the greatest importance inasmuch as it ensures the stability of the world of humanity, and until it is effected, happiness and prosperity are impossible. Seventh, Baha'u'llah taught that an equal standard of human rights must be recognized and adopted. In the estimation of God, all men are equal. There is no distinction or preferment for any soul in the dominion of his justice and equity. Eighth, equitation is e <laughs> sorry. Eighth, education is essential, and all standards of training and teaching throughout the world of mankind should be brought into conformity and agreement. A universal cur curriculum should be established, and the basis of ethics be the same. Ninth, a universal language shall be adopted and be taught by all the schools and institutions of the world. A committee appointed by national bodies of learning shall select a suitable language to be used as a medium of international communication. All must acquire it. This is one of the great factors in the unification of man. 
Tenth, Baha'u'llah emphasized and established the equality of man and woman. Sex is not particularized to humanity. It exists throughout the animate kingdoms, but without distinction or preference. In the vegetable kingdom, there is complete equity between male and female of species. Likewise, in the animal plane, equality exists. All are under the protection of God. Is it becoming to man that he, the noblest of creatures, should reserve and insist upon such distinction? Woman's lack of progress and proficiency has been due to her need of equal education and opportunity. Had she been allowed this equality, there is no doubt she would be the counterpart of man in ability and capacity. The happiness of mankind will be realized when women and men coordinate and advance equally, for each is the complement and helpmeet of the other. The world of humanity cannot advance through mere physical powers and intellectual attainments, nigh rather the Holy Spirit is essential. The Divine Father must assist the human world to attain maturity. The body of man is in need of physical and mental energy, but his spirit requires the life and fortification of the Holy Spirit. Without its protection and quickening, the human world would be extinguished. Jesus Christ declared, Let the dead bury their dead. He also said, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. It is evident, therefore, according to Christ, that the human spirit which is not fortified by the presence of the Holy Spirit is dead and in need of resurrection by that divine power. Otherwise, though materially advanced to high degrees, man cannot attain full and complete progress. All right, that was a fairly long reading. Glad you hung in there with me. Um, I would like to close with a prayer for spiritual growth. It's on the Baha'i Book of Prayers, page 162. Create in me a pure heart, O my God, and renew a tranquil conscience within me, O my hope. Through the spirit of power, confirm thou me in thy cause, O my best beloved, and by the light of thy glory, reveal unto me thy path, O thou the goal of my desire. Through the power of thy transcendent might, lift me up unto the heaven of thy holiness, O source of my being, and by the breezes of thine eternity, gladden me, O thou who art my God. Let thine everlasting melodies breathe tranquility on me, O my companion. And let the riches of thine ancient countenance deliver me from all except thee, O my master. And let the tidings of the revelation of thine incorruptible essence bring me joy, O thou who art the most manifest of the manifest, and the most hidden of the hidden. Baha'u'llah. Thank you very much for joining me today. And I hope you'll tune in tomorrow at Scattering Angels. Thank you.